Hello and welcome to the Browned Out Podcast. I am Peter Moses in Los Angeles. I am Gates Merriman in a state of excitation. Oh, God. <laughs> Back from the dead. Was that a medical term, Gates? Excitation? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't mean to say it like excitation, but that's how I'm feeling. Just Listen, we're excited. back, baby. When's the last time we podcasted? You know, I'm glad you asked because I looked this up um, as part of my research for this ep. We, when we last left our, our lovable Cleveland Browns, um, we had just defeated the Cincinnati Bengals in, uh, in Cincinnati. Um, we had really whooped their ass. That was the game where Demarius Randall caught the interception and handed it to Hugh Jackson on the sideline. And he like patted him on the head because he's a fucking idiot. And then uh, <laughs> Baker refused to shake hands. Just, just a good time. We were in the midst of a, a, just an epic two-game winning streak. And um, since then, nothing's happened. So we haven't gotten back on the pod yet. I'm so glad your anger towards Hugh Jackson has subsided at this point. Yeah, it's, you know. it's not going away, man. It's a deep scar. <laughs> oh, man. Just let him cleanse his body in the lake of all of your sins. You know, well, he, he did bring us this great bounty with his incompetence. Without he, Hugh Jackson, we don't have Freddie Kitchens. Right. If he had been even like Mike Petten good, we'd be we'd be fucked right now. We'd oh, be yeah. Right in the middle of things. Yeah. So thank you, Hugh. Yeah. That's the last we're going to talk about you, you stupid douchebag. <laughs> that is the level-headed reporting and analysis you're going to get on the Browned Out podcast. Yeah. But no, this is a joyous time. We should be looking positively to the future. We should probably recap a couple of the um, the goings-on since we last spoke. <laughs> oh, you mean us being the best team in the world? Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. The, the development of us into just a, an unstoppable juggernaut um, on paper. Yeah, yeah. We, we, like, we're stressed oh, and, out about who our right guard and kickers are. That was our training apparently we're like, we're, like, insufferable fans now. People are tired of hearing about the Browns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I bet it's I been rough for you. to listen to this right here and right now. Fuck off. Fuck off. Look, Fuck off. You don't know what we've been through. Yeah. We deserve um, some preseason hype. The game, the season hasn't even started yet. Just let us, let us relish. It's, you think this nice. is going to be bad? What happens if we beat Tennessee 30-8? to eight? What I, happens then? I don't know. What I'll do you think be, we're going to be? What happens then is I'll be shocked that they scored eight points because I think our defensive line is going to end Marcus Mariota's career. Which, frankly, is probably not long for this league anyway. It let's be let's be honest. Right now, we got Odell Beckham Jr. and like the defensive line is the most important part of this team. Yeah, by far. Because um, well, especially this Sunday, I think this Sunday what's going to happen? We're just jumping right into our predictions. Our line is just going to absolutely feast. They're short. They're starting left tackle who um, apparently is on PEDs or something. And also oh, yeah. a part Michigan of that boy. is, yeah, a pretty terrible person, right? Like uh, like one of those guys whose friends sexually assault someone. He's like, nah. Listen, gotta, I uh, tone it down right away uh, and say, um, we cannot throw stones in the John Dorsey era. Ah, character. Oh, good point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the kibosh on that right now. No, you're right. And, uh, we really can't throw stones. Because uh, we have someone who's actually that guy's friend, and his name is Kareem Hunt. 
Right. And he kicks women. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Which isn't, uh, that's not a, I mean, that's, I'm not making a judgment there. No, you should. women. You should make a judgment. You should make a judgment. And he's he's not not a great guy. Incredibly good running back, but not Listen, a very good guy. The earth is melting. Sure. And we are just going to have to make sacrifices in our reality to justify our love for the Browns. I think that's I know. that's uh that's first and foremost. Like they are gladiators and this is all going to end one way or another, so we might as well try to get a Super Bowl out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you. So the point Where is they don't have there? their left tackle, and I think their like guard, like their right guard, or is like hurt too, or something. So, in case our our listeners are curious, we don't write down any sort of outline for how we're going to go about these episodes. If that's oh, no. not abundantly clear, so oh yeah, what I was saying, our defensive line is it's just going to be amazing. I think our offense, I think it's going to take a while um, for things to really kind of get going. I think we're going to be like, wait, what? And people are going to have a lot of takes, but I think it'll be totally fine. But I just, you know. Um, I do think Nick Chubb is good. And I think He's Baker so Mayfield is good. And I'm not, like, I like I can't see them scoring less than 20 points. And I can't see Tennessee scoring 20 points. So we win. Yeah. Wow. Just like that. We, Baker, we definitely should. <laughs> I don't want to be reductive, but Baker Mayfield should beat Marcus Mariota. Yes, that's well said. We're that's at home. the entire game. Yeah. And Miles Garrett should register one to 11 sacks. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if he has like four sacks this game. I'm excited to see Deverell Lawrence in the regular season. Mm, mm-hmm. He, uh, Pro Football Focus, is number one ranked lineman in preseason, looked like he was playing a video game. He looked like f- people we played with in, like, middle school who were just, like, a level above everyone else. Like, they moved faster than, like... Like me and you. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Us. When Remember when he we looked- were dominating middle school football with our toughness and yep. l- enjoyment of getting hit? Yep. Oh, yep. Remember and how coaches, much we loved getting coaches hit? Coaches saw potential in us and gave us playing time on yep. the field. Yeah, they supported us. They did. They, they were like, now. you can catch and tackle and <laughs> do other things. Um, yeah, I, I got to be honest, I didn't really watch any of the preseason, but I believe you when you say that Devereaux Lawrence is a preseason hero. Devereaux Lawrence is who we picked up last year at this time by trading the New Orleans Saints, a seventh-round pick, uh, Auburn dude, and played like his hair was on fire. He read like... I think four sacks in the pre in the preseason or like six sacks in the pre like something insane. What's um, amazing about this season and what makes it so unique and uh, apart from a lot of other things is that every other year of our adult lives, we would be counting on this guy to be like the anchor of the defense based on this good preseason performance as a seventh round pick that we got a year ago. Now he's like, I don't know, like our sixth guy on the defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glory. He beat out Trevon Coley, who started almost every game for us for the last two years. Oh, yeah, and then didn't didn't even make the team this year. Yeah, he got cut. Ah, suck it, Trevon Coley. <laughs> Gates, reeling you in, man. I can't believe yeah. you're the doctor. I know, well. <laughs> Neither can your patients? No. <laughs> Neither can the state of Illinois licensing board. But it is what it is. 
Oh man. Uh, yeah, I hope that's what you say when you people are putting people under. This is the last thing you like, Suck it, Trevon Coley. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm as excited to see our defense too. And I think Steve Wilkes is an upgrade from Greg Williams. I mean, Greg Williams he has to be. Was great at being an interim head coach because he was following Hugh Jackson, and he initiated he in, started discipline and actually holding people accountable which was not right. in Hugh Jackson's repertoire of uh, things. No, that, that wasn't part of what Hugh um, liked to do. But even Demarius Randall was quoted recently. I was reading that Bleacher Report article <laughs> report article that just came out where Demarius Randall was just like, yeah, fuck Greg Williams. He lined me up a mile and a half away from the line <laughs> of scrimmage. <laughs> it was like literally his quote. He was just like shredding him. Um, yeah. And He's, people who know what they're talking about don't think that Greg Williams is a good football coach yeah i just it seems like every everyone who talks about steve wilkes is super excited because he runs a modern defense which also includes them going heavy on defensive back it's like they're just going to be like the future of the defense is just like you're in the nickel or you just have like six dbs on the field at all times because you have four dudes who can get to the passer and why not just like basically sit everyone back and like you know play the pass exactly and it and it plays perfectly to our our strengths and kind of our deficiencies because the linebacking group is like okay but not particularly deep i after think Schobert that's and not Kersey. true i think well, so and, and mac wilson are going to be a big part of this season like i mac wilson is real i guess my point is they're they're unproven commodities so yeah, yeah maybe they to, will but be, to but. your point before Deverell Lawrence would have been the guy we were depending on. We would have been depending on Taki Taki. And like, remember when Kirksey came in five years ago and we were like, this guy's got to be the future or even show. It's like, this guy's got to do it right now. And now the rookies are coming in and are fighting to get into the rotation, but they're as good as those dudes we were depending on before. Yeah. Dudes like, uh, (laughs) Carl Nassib. And uh, who was the other guy? Nate Orchard. Those guys were like the, the, the the rocks of our defensive line dark times that was a year ago (laughs) dark times god we don't we don't know how to deal with this i like i don't think people are like oh browns fans this brown it's like you gotta cut everyone slack we all have absolutely no idea what's gonna happen no to us to like the way we're gonna react Mm -mm. and like i won't i also won't apologize for you know, there's. It's possible that in the Brownsy way, this somehow all blows up, and whoever gets injured. But like, we I'm gonna we deserve to enjoy the, it. Well, it's possible. Um, but either way, like people are like, oh no, we're, they're getting too much hype. Like, fuck that. What is a lifetime of having zero hype gotten us? It's not like our humble beginnings of the seasons from like 2001 on ever did anything for us when no one gave a shit about us. So Last we might year, as well enjoy people paying attention. We tried to, to convince ourselves that we were going to win this. Every year we've done this, we've like really talked ourselves into believing that we're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we should release like just a cut-up of our, our preseason <laughs> episodes from the last three seasons. And this, is, feels... this is like the most conservative we've been. Well, it's also <laughs> we like... did like four preseason episodes last year. <laughs> You're garbage. I feel like we don't just want to... It's like... I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to... Like I, I, there's been comfort in the delusionment because you know it's going to come crashing down, and deep in your yeah. soul you know it's never going to happen. 
And now that it's happening, listen, I knock on wood, uh, Gilbert, our backup QB, looks good. He does? Oh, yeah. He's like Baker's boy. They went to high school together. I know, which is wild. And it's cool that he was like the prodigy. Yeah. Baker was just like this kid. And then. But, dude, he out like he will dress. They will not. They will dress him instead of Stanton for sure. He I would will, think so. He's he was the like gonna be the A AFL the AFL's uh, AAF MVP yeah, the AARP MVP. <laughs> and yeah, he's good. I like him. He can sling, and he's gonna. He's literally one of Baker's best friends, and we're just we're deep, man. We're deep. We are. We are and deep. Everyone's but... gonna get injured. Every team gets injuries. Some people are luckier than others, but. The Steelers hit every single year in camp as much as they can since 1970. So I think Freddie having a tough camp where people get beat up a little bit is fine. I yeah. trust this dude. He seems like he's going to go down doing it his way at least. He doesn't seem like a first-year head coach. Like He like has a plan. He's not just – I mean, we've had – like a, uh, the bar is pretty low for coaches coming in and just like spouting out nonsense and clearly being overwhelmed, but like – he does, yeah. He's he's been in the league for a very long time. Like he just kind of he goes about his business. He's very confident. I, uh, the Freddie hire is so good versus bringing in. I can't even remember who's on the list, but like, do you remember how afraid it felt like Hugh Jackson was every time they got close to winning a game? Yeah, you could feel yeah. his anxiety oozing out of the television. Yeah, well, and it, and it showed in like his. I can't remember what the numbers are, but in um, his overtime record is like abysmal. Like zero it should be, for something. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think he like won. They won the one um, against the Ravens last year. That may literally have been it. And we he lost like what? three other overtime. Three games. for thirty-five was this record or something like that, or four. Yeah, three, three, three and thirty-six uh, and one because <laughs> the that uh, the beautiful Steelers tie last year. Oh, that's right. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so obviously we're gonna go like twelve and four. I'm thinking maybe thirteen and three. Obviously, uh, and I'm feeling probably a first round bye, definitely a home playoff game. That's I think that if we can get a home playoff game, that'll that'll make the season. I mean, I don't know. I guess we could make a. The thing is, like, people say that before the season. I literally just said it like that would be a successful season. But then once you're there, it's not like you lose that game and you're like, oh, well, we had a successful season. Like, that'll that'll hurt. So maybe we just need to win the whole thing. Yeah, we can win the Super Bowl. This is the first year of our lives, like our conscious lives, that we can win the Super Bowl. We've never been able to say that. No, literally never. I mean, we've and said it's not it, that but that doesn't rude. mean that it's been true. It's never made any sense before, and we're not we're not saying we're like favorites, but like it could happen. A few things break the right way. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Hold on. for a second but it's still been still been recording um all right wow um uh yeah i think we can win the super bowl and it's just even feels silly just to say it out loud and know that like it's kind of hilarious it's less fun now that it's serious 
I, it, it is, well, it adds like a level of anxiety because now there's like actually something to lose. Whereas before it was just like, we knew what was actually going to end up happening. So the stakes were pretty low. You know, what's weird is like, it, it still kind of doesn't feel real that Odell is on our team. And not just because like, oh my God, I can't believe it. How surreal. But partly just because like he didn't practice all that much in the preseason, which I'm fine with. Um, obviously didn't play in any preseason games, but it's like, it's very bizarre that on Sunday we're going to have Odell as like a fully unleashed member of our offense. You're, have, it, it, it feels like we are living in a different reality than the one that we'll be in on Sunday yeah. at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Right. Yeah. It still kind of feels like, I don't know. It feels like he's like just been visiting or like humoring us or something, but like he's on the team and he's going to be the best receiver we've ever had. Like he's so much better than Josh Gordon. And you think know what, about all the time we spent like <laughs> hoping for Josh Gordon to come back. You know what would be – I think it's pretty cool, too, that the Browns have kind of, as an organization, got all these passionate personalities who've been maybe, quote-unquote, character issues. Yeah. Which in the NFL is also just the most, like, low-key kind of, like, snotty, classist, racist vibe. Yeah, just, like, it's – That's what the Bleacher Report article is about. It's like – like these people just want to win and like they're like categorized as like locker room problems. Yeah. It, it, especially with Odell never really made any sense. Like, I mean, I guess he did, he did like a few things, but like <laughs> Kareem hunt is a character issue. That's like a character yes. issue. Odell Kicking being another flashy person, and going a woman is a character five issue. days before a game. Yeah. I, I don't know what Odell ever did wrong. Apparently he's like the hardest worker of anybody in the locker room. Right, and, like, um, he's gotten upset because they're losing. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. And I think, uh, yeah, I can't believe that also John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield have set this tone where everyone just wants to compete the most and win, and somehow that feels like a breath of fresh air in the NFL. Like, they're yeah. young and – I mean, the truth is we haven't really kind of beaten – around I think the biggest issue where he touched on it once but we're all in it for Baker Mayfield like we we ride and die with this dude he is the prince who was promised we've been That's, waiting for this dude our whole fucking life and now he's our, like he's he's the like I I don't like I'll maybe disagree with maybe how he handles something here or there but he's on like LeBron's level like he can do no wrong I will I will stand with him forever because what are my other options Derek Anderson? I mean, like, Cody what Kessler? were your other options? Like, literally, if you were drafting a quarterback to, like, onto your actual NFL team right now in, like, a fantasy draft, who would you, who besides Baker would you rather take right now? Maybe Mahomes. Mahomes. Definitely Mahomes. Like. That's it. But Baker's second. Like, I'm not, I'm not arguing that Tom Brady hasn't had a better career than Baker, but I'd rather take Baker right now, obviously, for the, for the age and all that sort of shit. Like. He's yeah. the most promising, the second most promising quarterback in the entire league, and he's ours. And that's like, it's that's another part that's just so difficult to comprehend from where we've been because it's just been this constant we revolving needed someone, door. No, no one worked at all. We, we needed someone who was going to be cocky enough to, like, not be afraid of Cleveland. Right. And I think dorsey and kitchens and baker all doing it at the same time i think baker could have done it whenever but 
I don't know if Mahomes has the personality to do that. He sat for a year behind Alex Smith, and, like, Kansas City's stable as fuck. That's yeah. not to say anything about his personality or how successful he would have been, but Baker no, just but feels right. the, so the, like, on brand. The edge is 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 perfect. It's He's, like, the exact right fit. And I know that that's, like, a cliche thing to say, and probably everyone would say that, but, like, he really is. He's He's... He's exactly what we needed as a player, and he's exactly what we needed just as like a. We don't need to. We don't need to like apologize for, like what we are anymore. You know, whole walk on story. It's everyone um, thinks that him and Jarvis and OBJ are gonna like fight and hate each other. Even if they lose, I don't see that happening. These all seem like dudes who are just hyper competitive, and want to win and it doesn't they're just too talented that feels like to i just i can't i mean listen maybe this is the browns part where it all comes back to haunt us but i just can't see we have obj's best friend and fucking wide receivers coach from college yeah freddie kitchen is like the most like players coach you could ever have mm-hmm Let's, yeah there, there's like nothing really combustible about it except for the fact that yeah they're like big personalities and there, there is definitely just like a weird, I don't know. I, I don't know why that, that is like such a, a horrible label in the NFL that you, you have like a big personality. It's like, yeah, you play like the most violent game ever. You probably should be like an outspoken, like hot-headed guy because you yeah. might die otherwise. Oh, no. You're passionate about playing this game that's killing you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, think like – it looks so dumb for how they wouldn't let them celebrate touchdowns now that yeah. they're letting them celebrate touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you believe you flagged people for celebrating too much yeah. after taking years off their life, diving this ball over this arbitrary line? <laughs> I know. I know. It's uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about most, most uh, like touchdown celebrations or any sort of celebrations is like usually – it's just a big group hug, which is a really funny thing in such a macho sport as football. That it's just like, you did it, man. Give me a hug. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like, let's just get our arms around each other now. Well, I, uh, in, in, in their defense, it's also like they're almost in spacesuits. Yeah, that's true. So like, so especially for like the, the, the linemen and stuff. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. They can't kiss. <laughs> if they didn't have helmets, they would all be kissing. <laughs> they would all be kissing. Smoochy, smoochy, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard-hitting analysis you get with us. Yeah. Smoochy, yeah, smoochy. It's okay. No one's listening. <laughs> That's uh, hopefully true. That's really yeah. hopefully true. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, all right. So, officially, give me a score for the Texans. How do you see this game playing out in your mind? I don't know who the Texans are playing. Oh, my God. Uh, the The former Texans. The oh wow nice nice kick save there yeah the you Titans. historian of the game you um, <laughs> alive in the nineties <laughs> I'm gonna say I'll say twenty eight to ten hell yeah yeah hell yeah which is I'm... but a great victory but I think I just think it's gonna be a little bit I think there's going to be a, a, a good second half surge, but I think the first half we're going to be like, wait, what? Where's this high flying offense that we wanted? Which is fine. It just takes a little while. I'm going to say 31 18. I think the spread is like six. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think we win by a touchdown. I see, I see our defensive line pinning its ears back for 
uh, um, uh, some part of the second half, and I also feel like we're going to get a fourth quarter Nick Chubb touchdown. Maybe some garbage time from them, but I think up front, it's just you like Baker versus Mariota or and or just our line and Baker versus their line and Mariota. I just feel right. Like, what are they? I mean, neither of us know anything about football strategy. Or oh, anything, and but we like, should say that up top, but, too. We don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably doesn't even need to be said. But like, what are they going to do? Because so. In a Greg Will- facing a Greg Williams defense, you can counter his like crazy blitzing and all of that by you know short dump offs by throwing to any tight end because we never once covered a tight end. But what do you do when just the front four guys are running over your entire line, leaving seven other guys to cover? Like what do you do? You can't just get the ball out quickly. You can't run like draws. Like what? What do you do? I don't know. They're screwed. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna look like we have fourteen people on defense. Are you worried about our offensive line at all? No. I, I'm not like, really either. It, it, right guard is like right in his face, and Baker can move, and they're gonna fucking game plan to roll him out and shit. Zergura like, and um, and Bo Bishop made a good point on Browns Daily today. That's like, hey. We've had a lot of great offensive lines on our teams in the past. It didn't do much of anything for us. Like having a great line isn't the one key to success. Obviously, you'd rather have a good one than an uns- unsteady one. But like, you can. Our line's going to be serviceable. We have two good, really good guys in Betonio and Treader. Hubbard's like fine. Um, Robinson is. Who knows? He played really well last year. Like maybe he's kind of figured it out. And then um, obviously, Cush is not like great, but he's also like clearly good enough to still be in the league. He's fine. Here is the biggest thing we haven't talked about yet. Why is Austin Corbett on this team? <laughs> so they say I, I they must not have done an in-person interview with him because based on what I've seen of when he talks, it is so obvious to me that he would never make it as an offensive lineman in the league. He's just like such a I don't know what the word is like dork just like he's he just like the see, least imposing personality i've ever seen in my entire life seems incredibly soft yeah just yeah. so soft like Maybe i don't want to like broken from a um confidence standpoint at this point i i don't in the preseason i would bet he's not on the team in, next year but also they traded for two fucking guards like they traded from the dude who started in Green Bay last year, who our mm-hmm. offensive line coach knows well, and this dude who they feel like is gonna start potentially the, from the, the Bills. Bills. Dude. Yeah. So, like, and I guess they're like, we want Austin Corbett to work on being center, but if he sucked at tackle and guard, why do I want him at center? Yeah, like, I have no idea. I, I just feel like like there's been so many home runs by Dorsey, and I don't care if Corbett is a miss I don't I would like I would I wish they I wish he missed the roster now and there was a couple articles about it and it's like fucking scoreboard man look at my numbers like look how I've drafted like who cares so so last year in the first two rounds he hit on quarterback cornerback and running back and missed on interior offensive linemen like that's the one to miss on of those four position groups 
in the first two rounds of yeah. your draft. You hit 75% in your first two rounds. Yeah. And then you got Larry Ogunjobi in the third. Mm, no, that was or two years that ago. Was, that was Sashi. He came in you're the right, same time right, as Miles right. did. My bad. Who is the other person I'm thinking of that he just drafted? Jannard uh, Avery. Jannard Avery, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Which is dope. He's good. He's good at his job, and I don't want Corbett fucking up and hurting Baker ever. No, I just I feel neither. like he's got to be even with all these trades. He's got to be the next man out. Also, in terms of um, if you're worried about like one person who sucks submarining your your team, keep in mind that Cam Irving is currently a starting offensive lineman on the Super Bowl favorite Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, yes, thank you. Well, he the was guy playing who, in. He was playing against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and like they almost won it, and it, it like had nothing to do with him. Like you can disguise these guys; it's fine, especially when your quarterback's good. And that's what Joe Thomas keeps saying. Um, even though Joe Thomas has pretty bad takes, and wrote a, I mean, like not bad ones, but he did write an article saying that Hugh Jackson should remain the coach of of the Cleveland Browns, and he was very much like keep Baker on the bench all season last year. But there, he's not really takes. It's just things he says. I love you so much, Joe Thomas. Yeah, I, I feel like he could be wrong, and I don't. He could be wrong every time, and it's always a pleasure to listen to him talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he's not like... And the know. best is his insight from also clearly when you know that he's, like, talking to, like, Batonio all the time. Yeah. So he's basically just, like, our actual offensive line's mouthpiece. I know. Yeah, and like Batonio and Treader are awesome, and I and Zeitler really solidified our line, but we picked up so many, so much depth in so many more areas, and James Campen is arguably one of the best. Like our staff is still awesome. We have the I best know. coaching staff. It's our staff's incredible, and uh, it's going to be weird this year because like if the if the trend goes the way that it did, this our special teams are going to be like not only competent but good. For the first time in maybe a decade. If you take what we think our special teams is going to do this year and put it on last year's team, we win the division. <laughs> That's a fantastic point. Like It's going to be nice not to have a flag on every kickoff and yeah. every punt return. It's going to be nice not to um, – well, I don't know. I mean, who knows with the kickers, but like – I have faith that Prefer is known to be – top-notch special teams dude homophobe. that was the thing did you say homophobe yeah you never saw what he said is he homophobic so he was the guy who was like when he was on the vikings like six years ago said <sighs> like we need to nuke all the gays or something like that i think i think tight, nuclear tight. weapons were involved in his plan for homosexuals again again uh, <laughs> divorce yourself from the pains yeah, of everything I, else except the football otherwise we're not getting out of i life. think he has like changed his opinions maybe i'm just hoping that's that's true but i mean i like, really hope he would have walked back nuke queer people <laughs> <laughs> like i yeah. really hope he would have not walked that back i'm pulling for yeah him. But, me too um yeah, yeah, good at special like, teams, I guess. Yeesh. Pretty good at special teams. Good, obviously, quite good at it. If, uh, well, maybe you don't have to be that good to keep your job in the NFL after saying something like that. But he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's a good coordinator. Hey, between him and Amos Lee, I don't know, man. He, that's a. Uh, it's not close. 
one of them's maybe not a very good guy, but one of them's a really bad special teams coordinator. <laughs> and that's the morality that we're going to stand behind yeah, every yeah. time. I mean. Listen, we're just in it for a Super Bowl, and then we can reassess. But I'm exactly. pretty sure we're going to want more. I have a feeling that's true. <laughs> I already want more. I just I can't wait to watch this game. So it'll be on noon here. What is that, 10 o'clock your time? What a gr- 10, 10 o'clock for leaving. You literally uh, wake up and. Yeah. You're going to be able to watch or are you working? Oh, no. Leaving my bachelor party, dude. Mm. Bachelor I'm party sorry. this weekend. I cannot make it. You will be missed. You can still Ugh. catch a flight out. Um, Barry Moses will be there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to a Browns backer bar in Costa Mesa. <laughs> going to just. That's amazing. Just dip in and, uh, while out, man. See what happens. Well, that is just fantastic. Yeah, dude. Um, if anyone's listening to this, actually, um, I am going to be in and out of working on the Rebuild podcast, which is Jordan Zerm's Browns podcast. Um, so uh, listen to me over there and try to keep this going and also maybe bring Gates on to that one as well. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to put that out there. If anyone who is listening is still listening after 30 minutes, probably should have done that up top, but and Peter has assured me that, uh, the content on that podcast will be significantly better than the content on this podcast. Oh, this most is definitely. like his, uh, where he just goes to get all his, his just garbage out. Yeah. This and is where I, I spew all my hate and then I clean mm-hmm. it up for the, uh, your support of Mike Prefer and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, all hail Mike Prefer and Kareem Hunt. That's, uh, that's, I feel like that's a good place to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, that's as good a place as any. Yeah, Gates, anything you'd like to promote? Um, I will be on call in the uh, pediatric ICU this Sunday morning. So if your children are sick, um, I'll be there. Just, Great. Uh, oh, yep. how's your baby? Let's. Can you introduce your... Oh, uh, she's she's fantastic. Tell she's everyone actually... about your... Your, your human child? Yes. So I've recently um, brought life into this world. or Against everybody's odds and belief. <laughs> no one thought I could do it. <laughs> Sterile Gates, they called me, but I showed them. <laughs> um, yeah, she's uh, seven and a half weeks old. Elsie Sawyer Merriman. She's uh, actually currently in Cleveland with her mom, and they're hanging out at my parents'. Um, just getting no ready for you the big game pod. on Sunday. Yeah, so that's why I have free time to pod, and I've had four beers tonight. <laughs> no, I've had three beers. Excuse me. We I all know you've had five a, beers. Let's I don't be have a problem. <laughs> Everything's under control here. Um, but it's it's great. Fatherhood is wonderful. It's um, it has some some parallels to Brown's fandom. Like when you take off a diaper that is full of shit, and as you're changing it. In the small little interval where you need everything to be okay, she shits everywhere. That's kind of what. <laughs> before you get the new diaper on, you think it can't possibly happen then, but it almost always does. And that's. <laughs> well, that that's was the old like. Browns, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's the old Browns. And now we have bowel and bladder control. <laughs> that's the goal for this year. Yeah, bladder or control. at least one of the two. <laughs> Um, um, all right. Yeah, uh, so that's it. Great. So check out. Uh, I'm gonna just call her Sawyer. Is that cool? Can I? Can I? Can I start that? You're gonna what? Can I call her Sawyer? Yeah. Uh, sure. Do it. Can that be like cool Uncle Peter thing to do? Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be great. 
Yeah, just mix it up. Create a bit of an identity crisis. That's what I'm going for. Exactly. Hey, um, as someone who goes by my middle name, I, I endorse it. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Yeah, keep it in the family. Um, all right, check me out uh, on The Rebuild and at Danger Moses. And um, uh, that's it. Happy uh, Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. See you guys.